I'm Mary Stack. I play Georgie Sullivan, the owner of Nitwit Haven. And I'm so glad that my fear of getting horribly crushed by a stage light didn't keep me from investigating the stage, because now I have Pearl, who is settling in quite nicely as my yarn shop cat. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson. I play Renette Bollinger, costumer for all sorts of things here in Brentlewood Bay. Uh, currently, I am in my element. My element is glitter, and I am in it. Hi, I'm Holland Lane Curtis, and I'll be playing Birdie, the town menace, assistant director to what will hopefully be not moose murders soon, and uh, the power is definitely not going to her head at all. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal, a Brindlewood Bay actual play murder mystery podcast produced by actualstorypodcasting.com. The next two weeks, we return to the debacle that is moose murders. It is a real play, by the way, if you want to read something crazy. There are a couple of think pieces that are quite compelling. After this comes Georgie's birthday celebration, where nothing will go wrong. And then moose murders will thankfully come to an end. Okay, let's go. Saturday morning. Not bright and early Saturday morning, but early enough that many of you may think that it is bright and early Saturday morning. The three of you are in Ringo, and you are just now passing that big old Moose Murders billboard. A little bit rickety, a little bit of movement in the, in the very light breeze. And all three of you, as you pass by, look up and see the great big word hilarious. As you continue on towards the theater... It is the end of the second week of rehearsals. You have an informal production meeting with a little bit of tech work going on today. How is everyone feeling today? Well, I am ready to tackle the day. I've got my my to-go kit of costuming supplies. I'm ready to do what I can, um, trying to make this not be terrible and not be super offensive to everybody. I'm feeling pretty good in my role as emotionally supporting my friends through this journey. I'm not really sure what else I'm doing toward this production, but, you know, I have my knitting bag, I have my cat, and, you know, what a great day. Birdie's not doing great. Just in general, the fact that it's uh, way too early to be alive um, has her in a grumpy mood. But again, it's so easy to make her uh, less than pleasant. Um, at the drop of a hat. So like, is that really, does that even count? She's definitely super stressed about moose murders and trying everything in her power to change things at like a snail's pace at every moment. Just like a tiny thing here, a tiny thing there. Just trying to make it like as slow as possible so no one catches it because there are people that are very very down to do what is the original production of Moose Murders, and unfortunately, they're in the cast. So we're just happening. We're we're having to maneuver that with a bit of difficulty. There was some talk about rewriting the script or writing a completely new script. How is that going? What's the what's the status report on that? Has Birdie been staying up late writing a play? The three yeah. of you been collaborating on this, or what's yeah. what's happening? 
I think I, I think Renette has the idea because I I have this idea right now. Um, the easiest way to make this happen and to just kind of like slip it past um, anyone who might be like we can't do that is to like rewrite it in a way that it's self-referential, where it's like it's a play about a group of people putting on moose murders and being like that's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. But like pointing Absolutely. out all the things that were like, see, this is what we don't want to do. You know, I think I think at some point uh, a couple of years ago, Bertie went uh, to Manhattan and saw the play that goes wrong on Broadway when it was on Broadway. And she was like, I just, just want to do that. Whatever that is, make it like that where they know that the show is bad. And and then it's like funny because they know it's bad. As in, they're not just playing it, but they're like being the people that are playing in it. Can we do that? Yeah, we can just do that. Like shoving that. Uh, can I roll to see if Renette, Can I roll to see if Renette worked on uh, the play that goes wrong? Yeah. And if I succeed, can I put that on my resume? Oh, let's see. Uh, wait, hold on. What would that be? That would be um, presents. That would be just a general stats roll. Sure. Is that what you're thinking? Sure. Why not? Let me see. There isn't really a luck. I don't Presence. think there's like a move or anything. I just need to know this. Oh my goodness. That's that's two sixes on the dice. That means I can put it on my resume, right? I think not only is that on your resume, I think there was even some talk about a Tony nomination for costumes for that one, which was very weird because that doesn't happen with farces a whole lot. And yeah, it didn't... no, unless you got Renette, Renette Bollinger on the on the case. Yeah. It didn't come to pass. There was no official nomination for this show. But, uh, you know. So close. There were some whispers about you being robbed. I'm, yeah, I was. Comedies don't get respect. Don't get the respect mm-hmm. they deserve. They, they never do. But you know what? I'm just. Not I'm until just... now. Yeah, not until right now. You've got a professional on the back. scene. Burnett, we're, we're taking it back. This is yeah. what's going to get you your, what's it called? Tony, Tony Nom? Yes, that one. Yeah. We will make that happen for you. Yeah. That, yeah. that little award, they'll just give it to you. It'll oh, happen. yeah, that little award. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Georgie's contribution to the rewriting effort is to have written like a writing schedule like we need to have written this much by this time and keep them in snacks and caffeine or other drinks as needed whatever the my friends need to have their like creative juices on track and flowing (laughs) so jonah i have a question um Mm -hmm. this is uh a move uh a maven move that i took a while back yeah, has not been accessed. There is a, a specificity to it where it says um, I have access to these specific resources whenever I'm outside of Brindlewood Bay. I'm wondering if we can tool it as uh, I just use it less often and I can just make like a little like email or phone call kind of thing. Mm. Which um, one was it? Which was the move? Uh, that's the, the Thomas Magnum. Masterson is my married name. So unfortunately, the one good thing that my ex-husband gave me is the fact that I uh, I kind of sort of through like some different hoops, maybe know Robin Masterson like a little bit. And she like writes things all the time about mysteries. So what if we just like 
you know, send her a little email or you send her somebody, her one of her publishers or something, an, e- an email about like, hey, if, if you were rewriting something just hypothetically, how would you do it? And can you tell us immediately? Yeah. Okay. You've been thinking about this for a while. And this has been in the back of your mind. And, you know, you don't really, you know, make a big deal about there are a lot of things in your life you make a big deal out of. But this is a this is an interesting connection for Bertie that you haven't really, you know, you're not a name dropper in this way. No, any name I drop is my own. Something that I've gained from my own life. It's kind of weird because it's through my ex-husband. So I like I don't like to. I don't like to mix those cocktails, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Is this what is on your mind as the three of you pull into the parking lot? I would say, yeah. I think that the first, like, night or two, Birdie probably pulls an all-nighter, and then she's like, girls, I hate myself this morning. I I need you guys to come over. We're just going to have a sleepover every night, please. Um, We need to make this happen. I can't do this on my own. And Renette immediately comes by with wine. Good. Okay, good, good, good. And they like they make a day of it, but um, yeah, I think even with that, she's like the rewrites aren't enough. We need to really hunker down and find someone who knows what they're doing. Is this the first time that you have told them about your connection to Robin? Oh, um, yeah, I think so. Um, probably because it's weird, you know, because we we made a book club about it, and and I liked the books because I heard about them from Hugo when we were married. And so I started reading them and then I like still liked them after we divorced. And it was this whole thing about me. Like it's, it's like the Buffett. It's the same thing as Buffett where it's like, I have to take it back for me, even though it was a thing that we connected over. Um, so I don't really like to talk about it. And it just, I, I don't know with that. Well, I've just, you know, been to a dinner or two with her. We like each other's things on Facebook every once in a while. It's, it's nothing like crazy. I'm sorry I didn't say anything about it. I know that seems weird. Yeah, Georgie and Renette, Bertie finishes telling you this as she pulls into a parking space here in the theater parking lot. That is fully bonkers. I mean, like, that's, a, that's, that's, a, that's a really cool. And I'm just honestly surprised you haven't brought it up before, but, like, I know sometimes you like to you know, keep up an air of mystery or whatever. But like, thanks for sharing that with us right now. That's like, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean, bonkers in the like the best way possible. Oh, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean when I mean bonkers. Yeah. I mean, like, it's not a big deal or anything. It's just like this little thing, you know, and I don't I don't like to talk about it because it feels like I'm bringing it up to like brag about it because it's like this whole thing with our book club and and I didn't want to say anything once we started the book club. And then it was this whole thing. I just didn't, it was weird. And it made me think of my ex-husband, but also when I told you guys, my name was Bertie Masterson and you didn't say anything. I just kind of let it slide under the rug. And here we are three years later. Sorry. Yeah. I understand. Whenever, whenever a name, like whenever a thing like reminds you of a, of an ex, it's like, Hmm. You know, we don't have, we we don't need to address that. You know, if it makes you feel funny at the time, like we don't, it's your comfort level. I've I've had enough exes that like, I get it. And it's just us. You don't have to feel weird about bringing up that 
relationship or connection. I mean, of course, she's our favorite author, but it's not going to feel like you're name dropping. But you guys would say, you would tell me if you were mad at me, right? You would, you would say that out loud. I think, I don't think he'd be able to, to stop us if we were mad at you. That is true. Right. Which we are. Okay. Like you'd be able to tell. Okay. I don't know. I just feel like I've done a lot of thinking lately since some of the things happened, um, you know, at the, the snowdrop. And since then, it's been a lot of like thinking about life and other things. And I've realized that sometimes the people that I personally feel pretty close to, um, I don't necessarily say that I'm close to them and I keep secrets from them. And then sometimes those people end up dead and then you can't like tell them the secrets. So I just don't want that to happen. So I'm just going to start telling you guys everything about me um, until you tell me to stop. So nobody dies from not knowing things. Or not that they would die. You you get what I mean. Like, they're not dying because I didn't tell. This is fine. I don't need to go to therapy for this. We, we'll unpack that later. Good? Okay, I'm going to bye. Oh, okay. Yes, we, we, can, we can talk about that later. You just need oh. to know that we love you. You're our friend. <sighs> I know. <laughs> well, as the three of you get out of Ringo, there are... A handful of cars. Oh, there, there's Mel's truck. There's Jesse's car. There's Frederick's car. Over on the side there is Caliban's. And you can hear the sound of a saw from around the corner. Sounds like someone might be out there cutting some wood in the parking lot. I'll go visit the, the saw. I'll follow the sound. I feel like we should check on it. Yeah. You know. I mean, anywhere there's like tools like like keep you know a safe distance but like check in make sure it's all above board it's easy enough to walk around the side of the building there and you see that the the big door is open to the backstage caliban looks like he's pulled a couple of saws out into the parking lot he's got some sawhorses set up he's measuring twice he's cutting once as the three of you come around the corner he finishes the cut that he's working on and looks up and smiles. Hey there. Hey. Hey, good to see you. Good to see all of you. You ready for this this big meeting? I think that we've got a lot to cover. I'm not yeah. stressed about it at all. It'll be Yeah, fun. we can tell, definitely. Definitely after that whole conversation we just had. Um, we didn't have, we're not stressed have a conversation. At all. I don't know what you're talking about, Renette. You said what now? Huh? Hey, Caliban. <laughs> Hey, uh, I'm not in the conversation, am I? You're not you're not talking about me. Oh no, you're good. Okay. You're perfect. You're not so bad yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean you're all you're all great. It's always great to see all of you. Yeah, nice add-in. It's a good addition. Hey, I've got this uh this list of cuts I gotta make on the on this uh this wood here. You know, the set's coming along, I guess um you know, prices for all the materials have gone up, so even though the budget hasn't changed. Exactly what I'm able to buy for the budget has changed. So just kind of thinking about how to build a staircase with only about half the wood. I even, we might, we'll, we'll talk after the meeting because that might, um, you know, be subject to a little bit of an easy weensy teeny weeny little change. Yeah, I don't know if we, we, we might not even need stairs by the end of our rewrites, you know, the, you know, Cutting wood, that's not the only cuts we're going to be making. 
Well, then maybe I'll work on uh, maybe I'll work on the fireplace here. Uh, how about I uh, I finish up the fireplace and then uh, I'll hear about the stairs later. Yeah, that sounds good. A fireplace is always a good set piece. Yeah. I feel like that's solid. We could have. You can't we go can wrong that. with a nice little fireplace. Yeah, it looks like someone had built one of these for for some show. I found it uh, in the back there, but they put it together with nails. We, we don't oh. put we don't put these together with nails. You gotta use screws. Yeah. I don't know. Of course. The amateurs, of course. huh? Give me a, a couple minutes here to, to clean up, and I'll, I'll meet you inside for the meeting. Yeah, we'll see you then. The three of you go in through the loading dock, make your way through backstage. Renette, there's your office, still closed up. There's my office, still closed up. You can hear some sounds over near paints. Sounds like someone's rummaging around over there. Looks like all the curtains are pulled back, and as you walk towards the stage, you can see that Mel is sort of setting up some lighting instruments on the stage. She's pulled out some some ladders. And it looks like Jesse and Frederick are kind of huddled up on the ground. Uh, not the ground. They're huddled up on the floor of the theater. It looks like whatever conversation they are having is not a very comfortable one at this point. Mel is sort of walking around the stage. You can see that she is giving them very pointed looks as though she's watching mom and dad fight. She's kind of, uh, then sees the three of you, smiles, gives a little awkward wave. We may not be having the, uh, the meeting. It sounds like they still have some, um, some things that they're going over. So I think we're going to start with some of the tech work here. What, what kind of tech? Like, I feel like a meeting would come before any kind of tech decisions. Well, I have the lighting plot. I was going to just start to hang a couple of lights. Uh, you know, it's not the final hang, but um, I'm sort of getting that done. I think uh, back in paints, they're, they're going to start repainting some of the flats. Looks like I think Caliban's out there cutting some things. I know Frederick wanted to take another look at the concession stand. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm not sure what he's concerned about. Oh, and Renette, I know Jesse wanted to talk to you about costumes. She had some, I, yeah. some thoughts or something. Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. I, f- I feel like having a meeting before all of these things, you know, because meetings are so helpful. It's the melding of the minds, you know, where where there are some things that one mind may not be able to fully grasp, and then another can, like, bridge that gap. And it's it's really helpful for, like, a collaborative piece such as this. Um, so why are they still talking? Uh, and you can see that... Um... Maybe it becomes more apparent as Bertie is talking to Mel, but Mel looks really tired. She's got some some bags under her eyes, and as Bertie continues to talk, she looks like she sort of like loses a little bit to gravity, and she just kind of looks back to Frederick and Jesse and says, "I I don't know. I guess um I'm just here to help run the show. It's, I don't know. I don't know any of that. That's not my job. I'm try to stay out of the drama." If you know what I mean. There's no drama. There's no drama. Don't There's worry. Drama. You, you should go t- take a take a break before we start. Go get yourself a little a, a Slurpee or something. Oh, you deserve a break. You work so hard. No, I can't take a break. I've got to get this done. I've got to, I've got so much to do. Look, I stayed up oh, all night. But, Here. I mean, but really. And she holds up her really binder. The thing is, like, things might change. Look, I, I color-coded uh, the tabs for the scenes and the, the light changes. Uh, so I've just, I've got so Boy. much to do. Uh, it would go faster if someone wanted to help. I don't suppose any of you want to... No, that's all right. No one needs to help me. I can do it on my own. I can do it alone. 
That's fine. I I would, but you said I I that Jesse needs to talk to me about costumes. Right, so. and I, you know I'm I'm assistant director, so um I gotta I gotta focus in on whatever's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't go anywhere near lighting. Understandable. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's fine. I'll just do it alone. I can do it all by myself. I did the last mob by myself too. It only took. It only took about four days. It goes a lot faster with more people, but that's fine. I can do it. I've done it before. I can do it before. I've, it's all right. Uh, and she looks up to the lighting. Are you sure I can't wait until after the meeting? Well, like, uh, uh, done such a lovely job with your color. I truly admire your organization. I think that you have earned yourself a break. The assistant director needs to go speak with Jesse and Frederick right now. I think, I think it's weird that they'd be talking without her and, Changes really might come out of that conversation. So I really encourage you to go sit down and admire your handiwork and your binder with a delicious cold beverage. Thank you. I'm not going to do that. You. Let's go no, over. Uh, no, I've got to. I've got to. This is a director. That is an order. Um, I am going to pull rank really quick. Uh, please go sit down. Okay. okay. All right. Uh, okay. Five minutes. That's all I'm asking. Five minutes. Five okay. minutes. You can do five minutes. Okay, I'll go. You know what? I'll go. I'll go check on the paints. Uh, I'll go. I'll take a break and go you check on on paints. Sit, you will. You will sit down. Yeah, there's a there's a chair back there, and she starts to go. I'll just. I'll go. I'll just go check. Make sure that that's going well. I think that Bertie uses her mom voice probably for the first time, and she's like, "Listen to me. You're gonna go sit down, and you're going to take care of yourself. Otherwise, you're gonna burn yourself out, and no one's gonna be happy, including you, and including me. Do you want to see me disappointed?" No. You don't. No. I promise you, you don't. You want to see me happy. And the way that I'm going to be happy is if you sit your ass down for five minutes. Okay? All right. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay. I'll do that. I'll go, I'll go sit down. Okay. Okay. And then I'll check back in with you. We can get all this started. And I'll have someone follow you so you don't have to do it yourself. All right? Yeah, it would be, it would be great. It would be great if we had but some only volunteers. After those five minutes. All right, only I'll go. After those five minutes. Okay, good. Okay, go. Okay. All right, I'll go sit down in the paint shop. I'll be there if you need me. Mm-hmm. And she goes off towards the paint shop. Twenty bucks says she falls asleep the minute she sits down. Well, she deserves a nap. Jesse and Frederick are still conferring down there. You can't quite hear what they're up to. Or at least Birdie's going to start walking, making her way. Yeah, Renette's also stomping over. Going along for the ride. Okay, so the three of you walk down from the stage. You take the little steps down. And Frederick and Jesse turn slightly towards the three of you as you start uh, approaching them. They kind of tense just a little bit. And then... Looks like they are making an effort to loosen up as you get a little closer. And a smile comes across Frederick's face. And he says, uh, it's great that uh, that everyone's here. Good to see you. Thank you for coming. I think this is going to be a great show. There's so much good energy. Uh, thing, it looks like rehearsals are really picking up and things are going to be great. This is going to be a hilarious show. We're just trying to get a couple of the... Um, the things done before the yeah, actors is there arrive. Anything I can help with? What's what's up? Because uh, I know we were going to have a meeting, but it it seems like we needed to take a quick a quick break before that. Um, how can I help? How can I help you guys? It seems like you're stressed. Let me help. Frederick and Jesse kind of 
give each other a glance. Jesse shrugs. And Frederick says, you know, since you offered, there are a number of things that need to be done around here. There's some issues with the concession stand. I don't know. I've been hearing something. I, you know, I'm not, that's not normally my area, but I'm, I'm here. I've got to check out some concerns that Jesse seemed to have. And Jesse sort of looks at you, Renette, and says, and I know that we were going to go over your costumes. I wanted to uh, take a look at what, what you have. Uh, I know it's not till the end of next week that we're going to start rolling some things out, but I did want to take a look at what you have and ask you a couple of questions, Renette. Yeah, of course. And Frederick looks at you, Georgie. That look kind of goes on just like a beat longer. He looks a little puzzled. Remind me what you're doing on this show again. She's my emotional support assistant director. I need it. Don't worry about it. Oh, you're the, you're the ASM. Assistant stage manager. Yes. Assistant, assistant, assistant Pretty director. Much. Pretty much. Kind Great. of sort of yes. Oh, that's fantastic. Close there's enough. there's so much to do today. I know that um, there's painting, there's construction, there's lights. Not lights. I don't go near yeah, lights. Um, that's part of Georgie's contract. She doesn't do lights. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, you got a contract. That's, that's better than me. All right. Uh, well, then maybe you want to come to the concession stand. Bertie, did you want to help with lights or paints or? Uh... Float around. See where I'm needed most. All right. All right. I know that uh, Caliban seems to be making progress. Maybe he could use some help with the... Oh, I'm sure he could. All right. Hey, that would be great. Whatever whatever works. Whatever works. Uh, Georgie, did you want to come out to the concession stand with me? Yes, that would be fine. I I believe we had talked about uh, my providing some baked goods for the show as well. We did talk about... That's right. That's right. We did talk about that. Oh, then you're perfect. Then you're you're the perfect one to come with me. Jesse kind of is sort of walking sideways away from Frederick towards you, Renette. It's like, uh, and she kind of leans in. Can we, can we just go now and look at your, your costumes? Yeah, sure. Great. I've Great. got, you know, a few mock-ups I've got some, and of course I've got a lot of drafts. A lot of it is, mm. um, inspired by a, a, you know, a little play I did a, a few years ago. Um, that I feel like has a, has a similar vibe as what we're going for. Okay. Uh, you may have heard of the play that goes wrong. I was, you know, kind of almost nominated for a Tony for that one, you know, just a little thing. Um, you worked on that one? I did. Yeah. I saw that show. I know it was, it was great. I mean, the costumes at least were wonderful. You know, the co- I should have known because I can, I'm getting where I can recognize your work just by, oh, just you know, by that- some of the styles and the color choices. That means so much. As a designer, that is everything. I didn't, oh man, I should have known that. You know what? Let's go, let's go take a look. I'm curious how you think that show is similar to this one, but you can explain it to me. You can oh, explain gladly. it to me. gladly. Jesse and Renette walk towards the costume shop. Frederick kind of like holds his hand out, pointing towards the concession stand. Right this way, ma'am. Sounds great. And so everyone has left you there, Birdie. Do I see... Jesse's notes anywhere. There was a table set up for a meeting, and it looks like her shoulder bag is is at that table. But nothing like already out and open. No, there's there's nothing really on the table, but her bag is there, and there are things in the bag. Oh, that seems. See, if it was just like out on the table, I would just be checking for a thing. But if I go through her bag, that's like a whole thing. Um, is there anybody around? Well, the curtains are all pulled back. 
So every once in a while, you can see movement towards the back of the theater. There are people moving around. You can hear the saw. You can see Frederick and Georgie walking out. You can see people around. This is not a secure area. Although you don't see anyone at this moment, there is no assurance that someone won't randomly walk in. I feel like anything I need would be in her notebook, the one that she's carrying. So just know it's possible for me to jump back in there should I feel the desire to. Ah, but I'm such a nosy bitch. Damn it. Okay, fuck it. I'm going to look through her stuff. You know, it sounds to me like you want to meddle. Me? No. Okay. (laughs) Um, I think what I'm trying to do is do this as quickly as possible, as opposed to, like, really delving in deep, Mm -hmm. just to see, like, is there a random note that says, like, oh, shit, I really hope that so-and-so doesn't find out this about this, or... Anything that I can just get some dirt, some juice, anything about the budget, anything that can potentially give me a leg up on her should I need it. A chess move, just in case. So what does that mean? Vitality? Because you're going fast? That's what I would like. Um, I would like it to be very smooth and quick, if that's okay. All right. Give it a shot. Uh, That is a nine. Quickly, so I'm not really thinking about being surreptitious, I don't think. Um, Birdie has already prepped an excuse should anyone find her. Because you're going fast, does that mean you're just opening the bag and grabbing things? Or are you... Like, tell me, what, what is the kind of thing that you would grab? I'm digging through it, and if I see a pen, I'll probably, like put that to the to the front so I know I can grab it be like oh look I've a pen I was looking for pen she definitely doesn't want to get caught but if she does that's her her goal um but yeah any pieces of paper or like stubs or I, I don't know if she left her phone unlocked to a very specific conversation where it's like oh man I have to put up moose murders or so-and-so will make me pay them thousands of dollars and it's I'm being blackmailed or I don't know, just anything. That's just off the top of my head. Uh, You open up the main part of the bag and it looks like this is filled with research. It looks like there's some historical books. There's some uh, picture books of architecture of the age. You know this and Renette has talked about this, but Jessie is prepared. She does a lot of work when she is directing a show and her bag is filled with these kinds of, of resources, uh, historical magazines, books about architecture, books about costuming, books about color palettes, books about culture. You're, you're definitely getting the sense that like, this is not an accident. There's a reason she did this is what is in the back of your mind. And then you see a letter, an envelope addressed to her. And you can see that the return address is the Dramatist Guild in New York. Is the letter open? It is open. I want to see. So you take the envelope out of her bag, and before you can open it, you can hear people coming back to the stage. So they're about to be here. You have three seconds. Two seconds. Does it sound like Jesse? It does not sound like Jesse. Then it's fine. I 
turn my back to them and I read the letter. You've done that. And I think that as you've turned away this quickly, one of your bracelets comes off and falls into Jesse's bag. And you hear Mel and Pickles coming out onto the stage. And Mel says, thank you so much for coming in to help today. We're just going to get on these ladders and I'm going to ask you to help me hang these lights. I, I can't tell you how no one helps me. No one ever helps me. But you're here and this is going to go great. They are right here in your space. They start moving lights around. It looks like they are here. They are not going anywhere. I think I say, oh, my bracelet. And I drop down next to, is this because we're set up like a table? Okay. So I drop down next to that and I say, oh, my bracelet. Um, and I read that with one hand and then the other hand, I'm like searching for my bracelet as, as Velma does in the Scooby-Doo's. She would make it a bigger deal to make it a lesser deal. And then probably grab her bracelet if she noticed that they weren't looking later. Um, but we, we'll get to that later. We'll get to that later. So she's reading and she's pretending to look for her bracelet. Okay. Yes. As you've said this, as you've moved, both Mel and Pickles look to you and they see your, your proximity to Jesse's bag, but they go about their business. So who knows? Maybe that'll never come up again. Well, you look through this letter from the Dramatist Guild. I immediately just take pictures of it and then I toss it back in the bag. Okay. Yes, you can easily do that. After I've taken the picture, I wait until their back is turned. I'm more worried about Melvin Pickles because I know what he does. I remember. He's not going to rat me out. So I'll rat him out. Yeah, you get your bracelet back out. And then you turn back to them. And they didn't seem to have been watching you as your hand went back into Jesse's bag. Did you return the letter as well? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, as far as you know, this was pretty smooth. I know it was. That's how I do. I only make smooth moves and I never fail. I am probably on my way to Caliban's, but I am reading as I go from the picture. And I send it to the girls. Georgie. Frederick walks you out of the auditorium and into the lobby behind the counter of the concession stand, which looks actually fairly nice. Someone did a little bit of plumbing. There's a sink back here to wash up. There's a big old popcorn machine. There's a cooler. Frederick sort of leads you back there and he says, um, it's pretty lucky that you're here because I've got to say, I've never worked in like in food management, but I know a lot of people that swear by those muffins that you deliver most mornings. That's lovely to hear. Yeah. Uh, I, I've got to say, we're, we are really fortunate to have you with us at for as long as you want to volunteer for for this theater company we are very happy to have you and he sort of looks about sees that the two of you are alone kind of lowers his voice i've been told that someone reported us to the board of health i'm more of a hands-off manager than a hands-on manager and sometimes the the downfall of that is that I don't know if these rumors are true. So I, if you could help me out, I just wanted to look around to see if there was anything here that looked like if the board of health came, they might shut down the concession stand. So that's the main thing I want to do here. Okay. 
I think that the health inspector might be looking to make sure there are proper hand washing stations, if there's going to be any cups or plates reused. Uh, Do we have a way to sanitize them? If not, is our garbage situation away from the food? Is the food away from guests being able to just, you know, touch it? I think we're looking for those kinds of things. Wow. Okay, there's a lot that we need to think about, isn't there? Well, I've worked with children for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I have as well, though they don't think they're children. All right. Uh, okay, I'll go look at the garbage. And I'll, I'll, like right around here, I'm going to go move those garbage cans so they're further away from the popcorn machine. What, what do you think you could help with? Um, I'll look at our display case. And if you're looking for cleaning supplies, probably make sure they're under the sink, near the sink, easily accessible. Okay. Anywhere there are plugs or cables that could be running because that could be at least a hazard, if not a food safety issue. We were lucky to have you here today. This is going to be really helpful. We're going to get those. Well, (laughs) they're going to mind their own business if they come around here. They're going to find perfectly clean food. All right. And he gets down on his knees and good to his word. He sticks his head under the sink and starts like actually getting his hands dirty. What are you, what are you going to attend to? I'm looking at the food cases and I'm looking at, I am looking at uh, plugins and actually are there mats? What are the mat situations that people are standing on? (laughs) Yeah. uh, No mats back here. Just the, just the, it's actually just um, linoleum. Georgie takes out a notepad. She starts writing down. We need to get proper mats for whoever is manning the concession stand. And then I am going to inspect the case next. Okay. Can you roll to metal? I can. Uh, This is probably reason. That is a 12. Yeah, so you open up the display case. It looks like this is mostly packaged candy bars and things like that from previous shows that they just left in here. And nothing on the top shelf. This is one of those like those nice displays. Uh, big old glass front there. Top looks good, middle looks good. And as you get to the bottom shelf here, over in the lower corner, you see an ant. Right next to like a little compartment that could open up. I open the compartment. Inside this compartment, you see the top of a soda bottle someone has placed on the bottom and filled with honey. <gasps> and it has attracted a ton and a ton of ants. As you've opened up this compartment, they begin to scurry. But there are a lot of them that someone has drawn here. Sorry, this player is currently trying to decide if I want to alert Frederick to potential sabotage or just let him know there's an ant problem. Uh, Both Will and I in food service, just like cowering. This is the, the, you've turned this into a horror TTRPG for us. (laughs) Yeah, this is, um, this is is my um, worst nightmare. I've had terrifying It's about this. This is some real shit, you guys. Oof. 
Who cares about the murder? There's ants. I know. There's goddamn ants. Oh, God, someone's coming in for a health inspection. I take a picture of the compartment. I send it to the text chain. And I write a, a, a cryptic message of sequel to light sabotage, lighting sabotage, and sabot- sabotage, question mark, question mark. And then like ant dagger flashlight emoji to my ladies. Yeah, is this all I, in emojis or is it words and then the, it's the emojis? It's words and then emojis. Okay, okay. I am so shook. I can't even think about... First lighting, now ants. How do I even put that into picture form? Oh, wow. Yeah, if you're questioning that, you're really shook. Like, I'm shook. So then I close the compartment and I just say, oh, Frederick, I I think I may have pinpointed uh, the source of the health complaint. We do appear to have an ant problem. What? He, He sort of crawls back out from under the sink. He's... Put some big old rubber gloves on since last you saw him. Shimmy's in next to you. Okay. Sounds like something we can deal with. I can call uh, an exterminator or a... Oh, don't you bother yourself. with? I'm sure you have other things to attend to. Let me figure this out. I will, you know, search for the source of the ants. They're usually attracted to something. We can find that, remove it, clean up. I can go acquire call an exterminator to make sure that we use the like correct type of ant trap. You want, I'm sure there are many other things that require your attention. Well, I'll tell you what, I've got a guy, his name's Scotty. I don't know if you know him. Uh, he's a uh, best exterminator on the Island. He owes me a favor. So if, uh, I'm sure I can get him, you know, he usually comes out to deal with termites and that sort of thing. But um, Hey, if you want to call him and he sort of shuffles through his wallet and pulls out, Scotty's exterminating service card. If you want to call him, just tell him, tell him Frederick's calling in a big one. Perfect. Thank you. Renette. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesse uh, is walking with you on the way to the costume shop. Uh, you can hear some rummaging around in paints. And as you get closer to the shop, you can see Harry uh, back there. Looks like he's got a paintbrush in his hand. Looks like he's getting ready to paint some of the flats. Yeah, he's he's uh, looks like, hey, you remember it probably he probably wrote this on his um, audition form that he is a house painter. Looks like somebody roped him into also being a painter on this show. She kind of speaks up. Looking forward to seeing your your costume designs for the show. It's going to be uh, pretty fantastic. You always do great work. You've got the key there. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's check it out. Let's check out my uh, my workshop. Great. That sounds great. This nice is nice uh, flats over there. That's that's some good scumbling you did. Harry's got some um some southern rock on the radio. He's not really mm-hmm. listening. He's just kind of shaking his butt a little bit as he paints. Uh, yeah, well, this is one of those shirts because normally he just wears the cutoffs. This one has the whole sides cut out so you can see like his tanned abs if that was something you wanted to look at. It's and not. Uh, also his stomach hair is uh, is pretty I'm prominent. I'm just admiring the flats. Once you've got the costume shop open, Jesse shuts the door behind you. 
and says, I need your help, Renette. I'm here. Okay. What do you need? Now, I can't, before I tell you this, I need you to make me a promise. What I'm about to tell you, you can't tell anyone. I would never. Especially Bertie. Uh-huh. Do you promise? I promise. Holland and Mary, can you take your headphones off? What? <laughs> oh, my goodness. What if I said no, Jonah? What would you do then? Uh-huh. Just... End the session for the night, I guess, and email, or email Willow. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. I'm scared. It should I'm be. I'm scared. Okay, bye. <laughs> okay, see you soon. All right, Jesse, lay it on me. There are two things I need to tell you. Two things. Yeah. So the first one is that I think there's someone trying to shut this show down. What? I received a threat, a threatening phone call that I still have. And she pulls out her phone and she plays it for you. And it sounds like someone has put some cloth over the receiver Sounds like a woman's voice. If you don't cancel this show, you will regret it for the rest of your life. And we will all make sure everyone remembers what you did. And she hangs up. She closes it. She says, you, Renette, have more theater and production experience than everyone else on this island combined. And that's, I, I am being truthful and honest. That in, absolutely includes me. You're the one who knows everything about this industry. That is true. And we've worked together a number of times. You're the only one that I'm going to say this to. There is a reason I picked this play. You know, I've been meaning to ask why why you picked it. The misogyny and the racism and the hate that is in this script with a veneer of humor over it that isn't funny at all, is my experience living on this island. Uh And I am doing this play fully expecting to be fired. What is art if not holding a mirror up to life? I feel like doing something like this is a way to show this island and everyone in this town, all of the things that they don't admit to. Mm-hmm. They're going to start laughing because Harry's a funny idiot and he's going to do some whoops and whatever. And these, these people in this town are going to laugh at that racism. They're going to laugh at the blind jokes, the incest jokes, And then they're going to realize that this is about them. And the laughter ends. And I expect that I will be moving soon after that. Hmm. I have been told that Bertie is trying to rewrite the script. Mm -hmm. It is important to me that this play be used in the only beneficial way it can be used to show people the dark underbelly of Brindlewood Bay. And she holds up her phone. And this isn't the first time I've gotten threats like this. Just 
directing plays here. You're a professional. You believe in theater. You've dedicated your life to it. You're an amazing artist. And I just need your help making sure this play gets to the stage in the way that it needs to. Mm -hmm. You know, I respect your boldness. I respect your sticking for uh, your artistic vision and your the, the activism that you want to take. Yeah. You know, that's what theater is. Mm -hmm. My one concern, you know, you were saying you were, you know, plotting out how, you know, they're going to laugh at the, the blind jokes. They're going to laugh at the racism and they're going to laugh at the incest. And then they're going to realize what it, I, what, what they're doing is, is messed up. I don't have that much faith in the general public. I think you kind of need to, you, you can't just place the stuff there and let them laugh at it and expect they're going to get the point that it's messed up. Mm -hmm. I think we need to have enough rewrites in it that we can be that just like to make sure they're like, just like to really stick the point in. So when they, if they do laugh at it, they, they do realize that it's messed up and they think it through. If, cause if you just present it to them, they're going to be like, they're either going to be super offended that it exists mm -hmm. or they're going to just think that it's funny and it's okay to laugh about these things. But, but we need, you, you really need to, without being too preachy about it, right? we can, it can be self-referential enough to, uh, to, uh, incite thought and discourse. Mm -hmm. In, in a way that is actually beneficial and helpful. And you might, you might not be fired for it. If it could be an absolutely moving, absolutely um, necessary step in theater. We just have to make sure that, that uh, the points that you want to make, we need to make sure that that point lands. Mm -hmm. If you just stick in it there and hoping that it's going to land, it's not going to land. Mm -hmm. Those are fantastic points. Uh -huh. The two things to consider. Yes. You know that if anyone makes changes to a play uh, that is represented by the Dramatist Guild, then they can file lawsuits and they can shut that theater company down. What about parody law? Well, I don't think this town deserves that parody. Uh -huh. But what I've done, and she opens up her folder... And she's, she looks just, I, I can't give you the whole thing. I'll tell you what, I'm going to email you. I've made four single word changes in the script that do what you're proposing. Okay. It's a subtle change, but it's enough to say to the dramatist guild, because you know, they're going to come. Nobody produces this play. <laughs> Nobody produces this play. You know, they're going to monitor it. And yeah. these four little changes we can shrug off as actor error. That's true, yeah. And, and then we're fine. But if there are significant changes to the script, it shuts down this whole company. Yeah. I know it's unfair, but what I'm asking you to do, if Bertie really is planning to do rewrites, just keep her from doing that. Okay. I, 
if she really tries to do that, I've got to fire her. And I don't want to do that. Okay. So your goal here is not to shut down the company. No. But to do something monumental that'll probably get just you fired. I'm ready to go. Okay. I'm ready to go. God okay. help me if I have to direct on Golden Pond. <laughs> Understandable. Have you considered we don't need to change the script as much? What about um, stage directions and stuff? Like we can have without changing the, you know, the delivery, the script, we can have people holding up signs to be like, hey, this is messed up. You know, there's ways to get the point to land without changing the script too much. There's, you know, ways around that we can skirt through it. We can make it work. Right. I'm open to that. Yeah. Okay. I'm open to okay. that. We can talk more about this. I think we can. But I'm absolutely open to those ideas. Yeah. All right. So you'll help? You'll help me? I will help. I will do what I can to make it so the what you're trying to do the point that you're trying to make lands in the way that you want it to. Cause I, 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 I don't want the company to get shut down and I don't want this play to be produced in a way that makes everyone laugh at it, you know, in like laugh at, you know, the, the blind jokes, the, right. the incest jokes, all the stuff, all the racism and stuff. We don't want to encourage that that sense of humor. We want to draw attention to it and cause people to reflect. Okay. Yes. And there's a way to make that happen. Absolutely. We're on the same page. I think we are. All right. Jesse, I am so glad we are. So you're going to be my secret assistant director and okay. we're just, we're just going to let Bertie think she's still, I'll just give her some busy work. She's not mm -hmm. really contributing. Yeah. We'll, we'll make it work. Um, as for the death threats, Yes. So that is something that we should address. You know, in my experience with theater, there's a lot of wackos out there. If there are, you know, threats and stuff, people saying, I'm going to regret stuff. Um, we should uh, get, get some security involved. Obviously try to trace the source of the message to see if it's, you know, sometimes it's just like a prank call or something. Uh, but if it is something who seriously has ill intentions, we need to fix that. And I oh. might also recommend doing like a little, maybe a social media campaign or something, uh, or just, you know, releasing a little video of you talking about what you want from this play. Like what you told me, how you want to put a mirror up to Brendelwood Bay and point out the, the thing. So make sure the public knows you're not endorsing racism and that mm -hmm. kind of sense of humor. Mm -hmm. Make sure that the people come in knowing they're gonna have to think about this. I was just going to try to put the whole thing up as a surprise surprise, this is who you are, and then run out of town as quickly as I could. But I think that, that is a, a, a very bold idea, but I think the best way to do this and to make it land and the way to make it, make it happen safely without endangering the company or the lives of, you know, cast and crew um, is to be open about what we're trying to do. I think you're right. I am right. And I'm glad you agree. 
<laughs> I really do want to see your costume designs. Oh, let me show you my binder. Let me, I rolled out some mannequins. So, so I was thinking like sort of a color scheme that's like muted, but like wild, you know? And I go through so many things. Like I, I got color swatches. I got, I got, uh, I got all the quick rigging set up. I was like, okay, this for this costume change, it's going to be something like this. Um, I found this nice lace trim that I think would be really cool for this character. Uh, you know, it's kind of representative of, you know, the struggle to, uh, to, to, to not fit into this mold, you know? So I think this kind of, this kind of, um, this kind of uh, a ruching technique uh, would help get that point across, you know? Birdie, you have walked through the backstage. You're following the sounds of the saw. You find Caliban outside uh, looking pretty good in the sun, doing some work with his hands. Smells like some, uh, some fresh cut cedar out here. Very nice. And so maybe... He turns, sees that you're there, gives you a smile, goes back to sort of working on his project, and you have a clear view as a Brindlewood Bay police car turns into the parking lot. And Georgie, you and Frederick are still in the front at the concession stand when Renette's brother walks in with another man. He looks vaguely familiar. And Philip takes off his aviators. Says, um, well, all right, uh, here we are. Frederick, good to see you. Good to see you. And hey, Georgie, always good to see you. I'm Deputy Bollinger. And this here is Mr. Mergle from the health department. And Philip takes out some papers and says, uh, I gotten some reports that there are some issues with the food here, and uh, Mr. Mergle is going to do a uh, quick look around, make sure that everything's up to code. Understanding, uh, of course, we don't even yet have food here, so we are quite looking forward to anything you might find so we can make sure we are definitely ready to have food stored here. And Mr. Mergle pushes up his glasses on his nose and leans forward and says... And uh, there's a, there's a candies in the case here. Looks like uh, someone may have uh, activated this popcorn machine fairly recently. Um, this is exactly the time to do the inspection before there is food being uh, sold on the premises. So, um, yes, of course. And that is the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> 